It has not been an easy year, but based on the numbers that we have seen, the industry is still in a really, really good place. On this episode, we talk about staffing industry analysts, top, what do they do, top 25, top 50, healthcare staffing firms and travel nurse staffing firms for 2020. Atlas All Access starts now. My friend and Vice President of Business Development, Steve Seidner, joins us today. Uh, I, I think it's important that he's here to talk about this. One, because this is the life that he lives every day. It's the companies that are on this list that you talk to that really give us a lot of insight into not only industry, but kind of how we're doing and a gauge kind of as we've navigated through 2020 in relation to everybody else. Yeah. Uh, staffing industry analysts every year measures the top 50 Healthcare staffing companies and travel nurse staffing companies, along with Allied and, and Per Diem too. Their list came out, and I'm proud to announce we in all of healthcare in general, we've moved up five spots. Five spots. To 28th largest healthcare staffing firm in the country. More importantly, we've moved up one spot to number 17 in largest travel nurse staffing companies in the country. Yeah, absolutely. So I was gonna say it's been been a good year, as you said, and, and prefaced everything. It's been chaotic. Um, I don't think our industry is terribly unique to that. I think I think a lot of businesses and a lot of industry have felt the impact. Um, one point of important emphasis here is that these numbers are collected in February. Okay, so although 2020 has been a rather uh, intimidating and interesting year at times. That's a nice way to put it. I, I think uh, the numbers that came in were based on the results that everybody had succeeded and accomplished in 2019. Yeah. So, you know, again, we've continued this, this path of momentum that we're on. Um, fortunately for us, we've had a lot of really key industry partners that have taken a liking to Atlas. Um, we've got a very aggressive campaign and, and effort in hiring our recruiter firm. Our training uh, group is up to par and, and, and running at a, a pace that they've never um, hit before. Mm -hmm. And I say all those things just simply to point out that, you know, we've become a lot more efficient. We understand a little bit more about who we want to be, what our identity as Atlas is in a space with so many different companies out there. Uh, our growth is pretty unprecedented. So not only did we end up growing in our place, but we have hit the fastest growing again. You know, we're one of those companies. So the award and recognition is just trickling in. But I think what this is coming into is just the fact that 2020 is going to be a year where, again, you're going to see growth out of Atlas um, with everything that we went through uh, and the conservative approach we took. Uh, we do believe that based on the relationships and partnerships that we have out there with our vendors, that we're going to come out and probably even improve position this time again next year. It was a concerted effort for us over the past however many years, not anticipating that any of this would have happened this year, no. to make to, to 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 develop those relationships, not only with our, our vendor partners, but then our MSP partners, who MSP, we could compete against because they're another agency, right, in the marketplace. Yeah, I was going to say, one of the things that, that happened this year for the first time in a long time is the, uh, I guess, contraction of jobs. Um, when things really slowed down, being a company like ourselves that are really dependent on our outside relationships, our exposure at jobs dipped. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't necessarily see or have the opportunity uh, to convert as many direct positions as maybe some of the other companies out there. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we were able to still outpace the industry and, and grow at a greater clip, and, and, and the indication of that is the fact that we moved up the list at all, uh, mm -hmm. again, shows our strength and the, the relationships we've created. 
So as I said, we, we placed number 17, 17th overall in the travel nurse space. There are, as, as much as we talk about Omaha being like the, you know, whatever they call it, the Silicon Valley of healthcare staffing or, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, terms they've yeah. come up with, there are four Omaha companies in the top 25. Yeah, there, there's one of the, the original stays in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we try not to mention a whole lot of other names in these meetings, but I was going to say, you know, fortunately for us, they've been around and been in this business close to 30 years. Mm-hmm. And based on that, you know, it just provides a catapult or a jumping off space for, for a strong industry. And in Omaha has always kind of been one of those um, dial center hotbeds. It's an industry that's that or a city that's really supported like phone jobs. Mm-hmm. So it just is natural that, that Omaha would be really good at this. We don't have the weather that San Diego has necessarily. <laughs> Not by a mile. But <laughs> our warm is hotter and more uncomfortable. <laughs> our cool's colder and more unbearable. But yes, yeah. we, we've got phone and we've got healthcare staffing. Right. Well, and you're right. And if you go back to you know the one the one mainstay that's at the very top of the list there, they they are the they're the pillar of stability and and growth in our industry. And it's we look up to them a lot for when it you know when it comes to direction and when it comes to just just understanding which way the market's going based on their success. Yeah. Well, and I think something that's really important to focus on right now is the fact that you know we take a lot of pride in our personal growth, but the industry as a whole is mm-hmm. continuing to accelerate. The numbers continue to go up. So I think one being a strong company in a strong industry is something, but the fact that the industry as a whole has a huge future ahead of it still should provide a lot of comfort for, for those of us that are in this space right now. Talk about that a little bit, because I know without going into a ton of details, obviously, because there is some proprietary information that, you know, we've within the staffing industry itself, yeah. right? That, but it looks like going into 2021, there's some pretty strong growth. Yeah. Um, there's a couple independent bodies out there that really have no connection to companies per se that a lot of the companies in our industry kind of point towards and look Mm -hmm. towards for the direction. What can we expect in the coming quarters, in the coming years? And we look at those numbers and historically they're pretty conservative. You know, they'll make maybe one to two, maybe 3% growth. And then if we've had a strong first three quarters of the year, they'll come back with a a, a redone estimate and pop that up to maybe 4%, maybe 5%. Um, But it's been an industry that has continued to grow year after year after year. Well, going into 2021, there's some pretty aggressive numbers. I've seen some things calculating potential healthcare staffing growth in the double digits. Um, so that is well beyond two to three times what we can usually expect. So, when I think it just talks to the where we were going before COVID, like pre-COVID staffing, yeah. where a lot of hospitals were opting to use temporary staff instead of hiring on perm staff. At the same time, there were a lot of traveling healthcare professionals, nurses in particular, that were op- that were opting for that lifestyle rather than a perm lifestyle, which has been, that's been multiplying over the years. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it absolutely makes sense. Obviously, you know, every single year that passes the baby boomer group mm-hmm. requires more healthcare. Mm-hmm. A few more people exit the healthcare, you know, profession. Retire. So that is something yep. that we've always been calculating and anticipating, mm-hmm. you know, but what we didn't anticipate is obviously what happened with the virus and the pandemic this year. Yep. So where the fear is coming in there is there's just not really a long-term consistent message as to what we can expect as far as staffing shortages, you know, volumes going up, volumes going down, the amount of people coming in that are going to need the, the, the patient care provided in an acute care setting, let mm-hmm. alone long-term care, skilled nursing, home health, all these other avenues that are set to take off as well. But what's happening is the anticipated cost, you know, the carrying cost, the benefits mm-hmm. that, that the employers have to carry, insurance going up, mm-hmm. workman's comp going up, you know, things like that. And, and there's just not a known factor as to how those are going to be handled and what the actual financial impact will be. So facilities 
systems are going to try and offset or, 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 or put off that risk of their costs skyrocketing by depending a little bit more on companies like us to help carry the bill right now until they can have a more consistent understanding of what to expect. Which is absolutely fine with me. Sign me up. All right. All right. Okay. Mr. Seidner, thank you so much. I appreciate right. it. i got to get you in here more often. Yeah, I like it a little bit, but not a whole lot. So, But I'll do my part. All right. Anytime you'll have me. All right. We'll see you next week.